Hey y'all, welcome to another episode of The Panel Room, the podcast where we interview members of the G4 community. And on this episode, uh, it, this was a little bit of a long time coming, but we're finally here. We finally got Alan Buzzy on this week's episode. Alan, Yo. thank you for being on. No problem. I'm I'm happy to be here. Glad. Oh, well, I appreciate it. Glad to have you here. It's one of those. Uh, you're one of the members that's been around for a minute. I would say been around for a hot minute. A minute. <laughs> yeah, that 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 is true. I've been around for like at least sixty seconds. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. Yeah. Just just about. That's what we do. I keep things accurate, precise. It's professional hosting is what I do. Uh, but but. But I know, what I know is, like, I know you've been around, like, the community for a while. You were part of the uh, unofficial community as well, I believe. Yes, I uh, I think I actually uh, helped out. I, I guess I could say that I actually kind of, I guess you could say that I kind of sparked the community again. Because, like, back then, the G4 wasn't announced to come back. So it was kind of small, tight-knit community at that time. It wasn't really, like, very big I'd say, mm-hmm. like, no one was, like... They were talking very reminiscently of, like, G4, you know? Mm-hmm. Because um, it... Go ahead. Because, like, G4 was, like... In my eyes, I feel that it wasn't something that I ever experienced or I ever had. Because growing up, I was... Technically, technically, I was catching myself up on G4 because, obviously, I'm not actually from America. Mm-hmm. I'm from uh, Scotland, so um, I, I kind of got interested in the G4 because I was like, obviously I was uh, much of a obviously Jordan hates me for this, but I am obsessed with Jedix, so there is that. Because <laughs> <laughs> considering that it was originally like a joke in the server, mm-hmm. but like he hates me for mentioning it constantly, you know. <laughs> And we have seen, even as of today, it is still growing and evolving as times progress. That's what yep. Jedix thing. Uh, yep. <laughs> it, it's some point there's going to be someone who's going to come into this chat and think, "What the hell is a Jedix?" You know? Yep. Yep. Oh, it's just. <laughs> and just show that image yeah, of Jordan in his face, like the movie advertiser, oh, yeah. like what? <laughs> I think there was another one where he was like cr- crouching, and there's the Jedix logo was just towering upon him. <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's awesome yeah uh yeah you've been you've been kind of always around for a minute again you're on a different time zone than the rest of us being there in scotland uh oh yeah of course it's like uh eight o'clock or like eight forty-two at the moment yeah so that's why um, we're recording this a little bit earlier than other podcasts yeah yeah because obviously i don't want to do it at like fucking uh midnight or whatever because <laughs> that's a bit too late for me mm-hmm. Um, obviously there's like football going on, so you might hear a bunch of yeses in the background because, uh, you know, <laughs> I don't, I'm not really into football or soccer as you Americans call it. <laughs> yep. Yep. That's what we call yeah. soccer. But hey, but hey, all this is just giving authenticity to the podcast. That's what I like to say. Oh uh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. No, it's funny because my roommate's been hanging out because my roommate's, uh, significant other he he's he's scottish and lives from scotland so sometimes he'll occasionally go visit him for like a month or two and he's been over there recently the last few weeks been there in the uk all over the place nice nice looking area at certain points there's certain points where i see him mm. t- he takes photos and stuff I'm like man that's a nice decent view oh yeah definitely uh scotland's pretty 
well known for their uh, scenery, I guess. Mm. And uh, if I if I remember right, you're a little bit on the younger side too, right? In terms of like oh yeah yeah of course. I'm currently at the moment I'm uh, 17, so it's kind of kind of odd because everyone like I remember I was in like this podcast. I think it was like a few months ago or something. Like it was when we were uh, kind of growing the community. We we're in this like podcast, and it went chaotic. Because I definitely was there for like the entirety of it. My brother decided to join in and try to egg me on. Because my brother is quite a... He's more, much more older than me. But he is kind of like... He's got the same sensibilities as I do, I guess. <laughs> yeah. And, and not like in a bad way necessarily. Just, but he was like no, egging not in a bad you on way. a little bit. <laughs> just a little bit, yeah. He also, I mean, obviously um, he always calls me uh, you know, a furry. Because... Yeah, my profile picture is like a raccoon. Uh, uh, yeah, I know. It's it's it's. <laughs> I love that. Uh, it's not like that because you have the raccoon and then you have the star with the raccoon. Like it's so it's like you just want to emphasize just in case you can't see the profile picture. You got that extra little thing down there at the bottom too. Oh yeah, I've got like the little uh, star and the raccoon uh, emoji, so you don't forget that I am kind of. I quite like raccoons. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna ask you like, what's the origin with the raccoons? Because like, where I'm from, we would oh. have a raccoon that pops up. My dad would try to like smack it with a shovel or shoot it or something. Get out. I love that you mentioned the uh, the raccoon and where it came from because uh, mm -hmm. I think it was like back in uh, July, last July, like July 2020. Um, I started to watch a lot more uh, Netflix anime. Uh, it was kind of like. Um, because I was obviously like trying to um, find something that I would be interested in doing. Because obviously the lockdown uh, kind of hit me, and I was like, I was needing something to do or watch. Mm -hmm. So I was I was kind of watching a Trigger anime because uh, Studio Trigger are actually an amazing uh, anime studio in my opinion. They're amazing. I've, I, I I've like heard Killer of them. Kill. They're the ones that are supposed to make that cyberpunk one too, right? Oh yeah, they're definitely going to make that cyberpunk one. Um, I'm quite I'm quite excited for whatever they do. I think they're doing a Star Wars uh short series with Disney. I oh, think. are they the ones doing that also? Yeah, because I, okay. I think they were featured in the trailer that of the Star Wars Visions that's so like. So they're a the new soon. hot thing right now. I'd say so. I mean, during the lockdown, many people didn't really have anything that was like significant. So mm -hmm. what brought many people together was sort of like anime. Mm -hmm. So what ended up happening with the raccoon and everything was like i started to watch this um i was actually kind of hyped up for it because i seen it on twitter uh mm -hmm. it was a brand new animal it was this anime about uh, uh a girl who um got into a tragic bike accident and uh yeah she turned into a raccoon or beast man as they call it um and the funny thing is i found that um once i finished watching bna i was kind of looking for something else to watch and I noticed that there's like similar parallels with like people because like they're they're humans who turn into animals which is kind of like a weird concept mm -hmm. <laughs> like i feel as if like nowadays there's just a lot more um weird anime like for example you've got a gretsuko Beastars, mm -hmm. who um i think ovali loves Beastars. i think she does I, yeah that's one of those where it's like you know i'm slowly trying to catch more anime and stuff like that um i might be trying to think of starting something else related to that also but like it's that that style of animation i'm not a biggest fan of that 3d Stop. oh yeah it's kind of it's kind of weird um it can't be as bad as uh code lyoko's 3d animation <laughs> 
Yeah, I'm oh, just, God. I don't like that. The only one I tolerated was because such a, I was, like, Ghost in the Shell is, like, my favorite, like, anime franchise, I guess. And so I put up oh, with shit. it. Oh, shit, good shout. That's a good shout. Yeah, I put up with it for, like, the new series because the new series filmed that way. I tolerated it, and it was fine. But, yeah, like, Beastars, I was like, I don't like the 3D thing or... But I do like, because I just looked up Studio Trigger, I was like, if I'd seen anything, I did see Kill La Kill. So, I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, Kill La Kill, Kill, La Kill is one of those, like, ones that many people would know about. That was, like, kind of, like, the one anime that kind of kickstarted uh, Trigger. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, the as I was saying, I kind of based... What ended up happening was, like, I was watching a B&A, and I was kind of, like... Um, there was a drawing I made of, like, the main character, uh, which was, like, Mishiru. Um... And then what ended up happening was like the next day I was like thinking about, oh, what could I do to like change my identity? And then I was like, okay, mm-hmm. how about I change my uh, Twitter profile picture to the the protagonist? And then that proceeded to end up going to like my Discord profile because for a while my Discord profile used to be like the star or like a star that was like, I think many people who were in the G4 Discord at that time probably know that Um yeah it was the star for quite a while and then i changed it to the uh the raccoon that um obviously there was like different iterations of it obviously i changed it like many times and and then this design was actually made by a friend of mine who was like a twitter mutual because i I like twitter to be honest because i like the artists that are on there but the artist decided to like draw me in the raccoon and that and this design has actually stayed with me for quite a while i think i'll actually stick with it for quite a while um so when you come out with like your own uh, design merch and stuff, that's what I expect to see. Just like you showing yeah, up at one of these you... conventions wearing the shirt. Oh, I, I yeah, I actually have a shirt of my OC on it. <laughs> like, <kind laughs> oh, you, already, oh, you already got it covered. You already thought ahead. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's um, funny. And the funny thing is, I was thinking like, if I ever went to like Comic Con, because like, I know there's like a Comic Con in like Scotland and like Glasgow usually every year. Um, mm-hmm. I was thinking like maybe doing like a subtle cosplay like i i was wearing like a red jacket like the protagonist just like wearing a red jacket just subtly waiting until someone comes up to me and says oh i recognize that jacket <laughs> that'd be awesome because there's yeah you, you'll get like one or two people and then when you do it's gonna be worth it you're like this was worth it i like i'm glad it was just these two and nobody else <laughs> that's awesome that's yeah good yeah because uh, yeah, i i kind of i kind of do want to um i kind of do miss those kind of events to be honest i miss going out so did you go to a lot of conventions and stuff oh yeah i I went to um i went to comic-con obviously i said that earlier Mm -hmm. but i met tomska like multiple times i I don't know if any of you have heard of like this uh i think he does astiff movie but like the guy who uh who um yeah tomska i i met him quite a lot of times i actually still have a lot of photos with me and him but that obviously has my face in it and i'm Obviously, I have shared my face online before, but I feel more confident in, like, an alias than I do with my real face, because um, there's a lot more confidence in me doing this kind of thing, you know? Hmm. Hey, you know, you know whatever floats your boat, man. I, yeah, I'm... Oh, no, I'm in a weird spot, because part of me is, I like just kind of hanging low and keeping to myself and the other days i'm like give me full attention everybody see me so i'm, I'm more extreme to the other but i i get it uh so now i want to start then off too so what is it that so you're not you know you're still in i guess 
high school technically or you're still in school I guess. uh yeah i'm technically in my last year of high school okay uh, so school ends at, like 18 okay. or like when you're 18 so yeah 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 that's kind of like for us too so what what it was so just remind us what is it that you want to do do you have an idea of what you want to do with your life what your interests are in career-wise where you want to go um well at the moment i'm still wanting to become a graphic designer uh okay. designer of like graphics and everything because obviously i do work with a few people in this community who do graphics you might have seen them in user created mm -hmm. or like some parts of the uh g4 community just recently i did like a parody next bumper of like x play but specifically the joke is that it's like it was jetix it was like one of those like old next bumper templates i used and it was like i just put x play on it and i just thought that'd be a funny thing to do because <laughs> you know like jordan hates it <laughs> yeah it, it's see it, it keeps coming up like when whenever you talk to me about g4 and the community the immediate thought is just for me to just ramble <laughs> yeah i love but... it so but wait, so what is it do you want to do with graphic design like where, where do you want to go with that uh i i'd say definitely like the realm of tv graphics or like graphics that are like in the motion realm like uh maybe for like billboards or like uh commercials for television channels you know hmm. i obviously do want to like do something that like makes me um quite wealthy you know mm, that's not that's not a bad goal to have for sure so oh yeah definitely yeah Oh, it's awesome. That's a little bit different because, like, if you guys listened to our previous episode, we had Lecture on there, who also who does like a different kind of art sort of thing, and this is like another aspect to that. Uh, so then, let's get started in terms of how how the heck did you even come across like G four to begin with, being over in Scotland, stuff like that. Like, I, so did you? Watch it. I, you said I think I think you mentioned you watched it after it was off the air, but it, correct me if I'm wrong on that. Oh yeah, um, it was kind of odd because um, I I I was more of like a very heavy YouTube user when it was brand new. Like this was back when like you had like the favorite option or like the five stars. Mm -hmm. So that's when I started watching uh, content on YouTube. And one of the first videos I watched of like G4 was definitely the Morgan Von Webb destruction of consoles. Like, I feel like that's the one video that I feel that many people actually did watch. Mm. And that was the one reason I kind of got into watching G4 because I was like, I was interested in the fact that there was like a gaming television network. Mm -hmm. And I'm surprised that um, in the UK, where there wasn't really a gaming television network, there were gaming television shows. Like, for example, there was like PXG on like. You're gonna kill me for this, Jetix. But um, there wasn't really that many gaming television shows on like UK television, and the ones that existed kind of sucked. Mm. I wouldn't recommend searching up Gamesville or at GameZville because uh, that is pretty cringy. Because it was on Sky One, and that was when they were trying to appeal to the lads. Mm. So the gaming television was like kind of treated as like a nerd kind of prod, nerd kind of thing. Um, so it was never really considered like, oh, well, let's make a television network. Because the only gaming television network in the United Kingdom, that, as far as I'm aware, is Jinx. Who, coincidentally, I feel as if they're... In fact, no, because Jinx is owned 50% by Comcast, who in turn is Sky. Sky owns 50% of Jinx. 
And I feel as if at some point Comcast might buy out Jinx and actually turn it into G4 UK. Because I feel as if that's going to happen. But I'm not sure because Jinx is kind of like an underground channel. I don't see many people talking about it. Right. And I was watching... I was watching an episode of like top 10 where they talk about Skyrim mods mm -hmm. and it was like pretty cool because we were thinking, Oh wow. Like they're talking about mods about Skyrim and they even had like a trailer for like new Sonic colors. So you could tell that they were actually updating the channel as it went on because they were updating it with like new trailers and like new stuff. It did remind me of like this old network, which I wasn't even born for, but it was called game network, which was like, Later on, they turn into Babe Station, which um, Babe Station is basically the Esquire of G4. <laughs> mm. Yeah. So Game Station turned into Babe Station, which is doesn't sound too similar to like G4 turning into Esquire. So, so you're <laughs> yeah. So you're saying like there's a potential, and I don't. This could happen. I I don't know if this is the right comparison or not, but this is like like Jetix is like the ECW, and like if G if comcast bought g4 like wwe did and then took jetx but it could have the chance of losing that underground sort of thing maybe at the cost of it oh no it, was, it wasn't brand. called jet it wasn't called jetx it was called jinx g-i-n-x yeah that's what that's because i was i was getting confused there because i thought you were meaning like oh is comcast gonna buy jetx and i was gonna be like oh fuck no no jinx i'm sorry <laughs> yeah it's it's fine it's fine because it, it, jinx and jetx do sound They're similar so, so similar it's very confusing me. Yeah, and then there's the actual website that was like you would buy clothing from, and then that sounds similar to everything else. Oh yeah, definitely. Because mm -hmm. I don't know why, but Jinx is kind of like an obscure name, and I don't think many people in the United Kingdom know about it. For one thing or another, it's only on Sky and Virgin, and for one thing or another, not many people really watch uh, pay TV channels nowadays. They're usually cutting the cable, and they're preferring services like Now TV and like. Uh, TV player, I believe. Like, there's a lot of um, people cord cutting and cutting a license fee, which in the United Kingdom, we've got this thing called the license fee, where you have to pay to watch television, which is stupid, but, you know, BBC needs money. BBC needs money, after all. But that, that does include, like, local cable, does it? Um, well, no. It actually means stuff like... Um, like like an HBO or something like that, like equivalent of that, you mean? Or is it well, more like an MTV kind of? Um. Well, the license fee is basically you pay for like uh, the BBC. Uh, IT. I mean, the ITV is paid for like as a commercial channel. This is half of like Jinx, by the way. ITV owns half of it, which I'm surprised they do, because they barely have any ITV branding, nor do they have Sky branding. So it's not really easily distinguishable that it's sky who owns jinx because it feels like an independent network than it does feeling like sky owns it it's almost um, as if they yeah. kind of like ignore it in this sort of way oh yeah it feels like they're just making money off nothing basically they're not given like any prominence to it i think it's on like i think jinx is near like sky sports on the tv guide but not many people actually go beyond sky sports they just like you know they stay um Hmm. This is all interesting because yeah. I have no idea. I, this is where I'm out of my element here. Uh, to know how all of that in that system works. That's yeah, weird. The UK... Do you have to pay to get BBC, really? Uh, yeah, but sometimes there's people who are like, "Oh, I'm gonna cheat the system," because technically you, 
the license fee isn't mandatory if you don't have a television but it's weird because it's like they they want you to pay the tv license which is weird because like if you're watching netflix and whatnot you're not actually watching live tv so it's right. weird it's a it's a very weird playing field over here in the united kingdom it's like bizarre unlike the united states where it's like you don't need to pay you've got like the main four terrestrial cable networks like the cw fox nbc abc yeah it's um, weird it sounds like it's like the it, it would feel like we would like we have pbs and that's all paid for you know that that's like a free station but it, it has its own way of making money but it it almost sounds yeah. like the equivalent of that like if we were all of a sudden start paying for pbs that's what sounds weird that to me it's like oh you have to pay for pbc and i'm like that's like kind of like your PBS over there, almost. I'm like, I mean, so weird. PBS does PBS does get some of the BBC uh, shows, I believe, but most yeah. of them actually go to like BBC America, which actually isn't owned by the BBC, but by a company called AMC, who I think own A and E. I think. Yeah, there's I another company because there's AM, there's like A and E, AMC, the channel AMC. Yeah, it's kind not of not to be confused necessarily with AMC theaters. Yeah, everyone confuses it with yeah. confuses it. Yeah, yeah, two. They think things. they're the same company, but they're not. I think I think they're technically two different companies, or if not, at least yeah. like two different sub branches. But I'm pretty sure they're different companies. Oh um, yeah, definitely. Yeah, um, I'm trying to remember like who owns the thing. That good lord, I didn't expect to get so much to television talk, but I, I love it. Oh yeah, like I think it was because we were talking about how the UK kind of like makes television channels. Because mm -hmm. I know there's like um, there's the BBC, ITV, Channel Four, Channel Five. You've got like, the Sky channels. The um, but yeah, there's there's a whole lot of like channels in the United Kingdom in like the pay TV sector. That at the moment there's a lot of channels actually closing down because of streaming. And I'm kind of worried that if G4 UK does launch, it has a streaming outlet or something where it's like on Sky Go or something, like a streaming platform. That's my main concern because I do, I do still have faith for Jinx, but at the moment Jinx doesn't have a live stream on their service. Plus, um, I don't think they have a HD feed either. They're not in HD. They're like in like 480p or something, mm. like the very lowest quality. It's oh, not. Geez. Yeah, because Jinx is not really like treated as a priority for Sky, and I kind of wish it was. Because of of course, obviously, um, uh, gaming television is kind of like a niche, I guess, in the United Kingdom. Whereas in like other territories, like America, you've got like maybe not. Because when you compare it to anime as well, because anime in the United Kingdom was kind of treated unfairly, I'd say. Because in the United Kingdom, we used to have this channel called CNX, which was like this late night kind of cartoon network which is why it's called cnx because cartoon network so is it like equivalent of like a toonami sort of thing oh yeah, definitely it was like a toonami and adult swim because adult swim launched just right as cnx launched mm. but the problem was that turner said that they couldn't compete which i find stupid because the only adult channel that actually launched around about the same time as cnx was bbc free so I wouldn't say that the adult market was overcrowded. There were a lot of like adult porn channels, but I don't think that was like really competition. <laughs> oh, um, but yeah, they they changed they changed the name from CNX to Toonami, so Toonami would actually become a twenty four seven channel. 
And it was only until 2006 that the Turner execs decided to go CN Real on Toonami. Basically, turned it into like a live action network. They ruined what Toonami was. And then a year later, they were like, nah, let's just merge it with like CN2, a random obscure Cartoon Network channel that at the moment I don't see any purpose for it because it was just a secondary Cartoon Network. They only made it because like they wanted to launch a new preschool brand called Cartoonito, which surprisingly people were like, Oh, Cartoonito, is that that new brand from like Cartoon Network? There are oh no. In United Kingdom it did have its start over here because it was like a block on Cartoon Network too. Um but yeah, Toonami I kinda wish came back in my eyes, because I, I do kind of miss the anime networks because obviously you know about Jetix, which was an anime network mm-hmm. um but toonami actually had like uh dragon ball z you had your um cowboy bebop i think mm-hmm. um yeah like i kind of just hope that if there is a, a resurgence in like streaming and whatnot i kind of hope that there's like a linear cable television network for anime I would love that for that for that to happen because the only anime network that I know of that still aired anime was Vice, and Vice recently closed their uh, television network over here in the United Kingdom. So there's no anime on television nowadays, unless you count Pokemon or like Pop, which is like this. Uh, technically, Pop is like this kids network that has like all these old television, like like a kids yeah, WB there was this... sort of. Um, I wouldn't call it Kids WB. It's kind of more like um, Cubal. That's the best way I could describe it. It's kind of like Cubal. Mm. Um, there was this there was this other channel called Kicks, which was which had all the Power Rangers when Jetix kicked the bucket. Um, they had a lot of anime. They had like Dragon Ball, Bakugan. They they basically tried to make Kicks the uh, the boys anime network. They tried to revitalize anime. But in 2017, they rebranded it to Pop Max and just filled it with like rubbish, like Brabids and like Canadian cartoons that I never heard of. Like, I, I don't know why if it's just me, but Kicks used to be like an actual amazing network when like they had Power Rangers and all the old Jetix shows. But at the moment, Sony, or it's not even Sony owns them now because Sony used to own Kicks, right? But it's now this like company called Narrative. And I don't know what they're doing to Pop, because Pop's kind of just went... I guess it's just because I've grown older, <laughs> and it's not. Yeah. I'm not part of their demographic anymore. Yeah. But... Yeah. yeah, that's... Man, that's fascinating. I never even... Yeah, because I'm so... Wor- I mean, we had, you know, Adult Swim Toonami, but then we had a block on Spike TV for a hot minute. Oh, yeah, and then there was, like, a block on, like, sci-fi. I know there was, like, a yeah, anime block on there. Yeah, but I guess it's just weird, a thought process, I guess, maybe over here for us of, of, like, thinking about an anime network thing. I mean, there's still certain areas in the country that don't have that best high-speed internet and all that, so where that would be a, yeah. still a decent idea. But, you know, all of us who are privileged to have decent internet and are in any of the main cities were like, well, why would we care about a cable anime network when we can just stream anime through country rule or fun page or what you know whatever exactly like i know that france has like a toonami now they have like a toonami and adult swim Mm -hmm. which is like a marriage made in like heaven because toonami is actually a block on adult swim Mm -hmm. whereas in france it's like a whole dedicated channel where they've got like shows dedicated to like a 16 to 34 demographic which i'm surprised about because I thought Turner hated the teen market or something. I thought they didn't like like it, the young adult market. Because 
there was this art there was like this whole hullabaloo about them not renewing infinity train which is like the young adult show on like hbo max mm-hmm. because the, there wasn't a child entry point which i find kind of stupid because if if the show didn't have a child entry point then why did you move it to hbo max in the first place yeah right i think that's just i think that's just mostly the problem i have with turner because they have all these brilliant channel ideas like they've got like uh they brought they brought true tv over here they brought it over oh, here yeah. and they had like conan and whatnot mm-hmm. they had like a whole bunch of true tv shows and then it kind of just they couldn't get the market for it every single time turner's launched a channel over here they couldn't get the market because for one thing or another they tried it with true tv they tried it with tnt um but the only success success they have is cnn cartoon network boomerang and like cartoonito and that's the only brands that like turner really own that like are pretty successful in the united kingdom because every single time they've done oh i forgot tcm fuck because i know tcm's over here <laughs> turner classic yeah. movies so that's the only uh tcm uh the uh turner classic movies yeah yeah yep yeah. because yeah. we have that over here but that's the only success turner's well, had yeah turner oh well yeah i mean I mean, it's hard. Whenever I think of Turner, the first thing I think of is WCW. <laughs> then oh, I yeah. think of everything else that they do. Oh, uh, yeah, because that's like TNT. Because Ted yeah. Turner did essentially make the WCW. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, no, that's interesting. Because I guess I never thought about how, like, they... I never think about how they do other markets and things like that. Then we were describing the... Like creating a, a known like adult channel, and then you mentioned it. I first thought I was like, oh, that's kind of like what they did with Boomerang for Cartoon Network, where they took like a sub portion that they had on, and then they decided to spin off in the full channel. Oh yeah, um, they had like a block on Cartoon Network for a while, and then they were like, okay, let's launch a separate channel. And nowadays, Boomerang's now skewing for a younger demographic because um, Boomerang was an automated network. It wasn't really making profit and when they did have adverts they kind of the advertisers kind of wanted to market it to like a younger demographic see this is my this is my main complaint about certain these certain kids networks because they're targeting advertisers and the advertisers are skewing for an old older or younger demographic so if Cartoon Network was to become a family network then they'd have to like show it they'd have to show it with the advertisers the advertisers should like uh, come in and be like, okay, well, this is a family network now. We should try and advertise like medicine or something because families are going to be watching at the same yeah. time as kids. It's a little bit different than it was back in the day, I think, because like when I was growing up and all that stuff was happening, it was a little bit. I guess they didn't pay attention as much, however, but it was a little bit more of a mixed bag because then you had, you know, all these shows like Nickelodeon, like Rugrats and stuff, but then you also had Ren and Stimpy. Which doesn't quite yeah. fit with the branding and all that. I mean, you look back on it, the fact that that show was in the same like block or section, and it's like one of the first like four. Nick I mean, Toon to be shows. fair though, Ren and Stimpy would have sitted on Carson Network, but Nickelodeon was like a very wild choice to be on mm-hmm. the network because Nickelodeon was like a a lot more corporate, I'd say. Right. They were very. So... Uh, but nowadays, I feel like they're a little bit more just like stingent with stuff like that. That that something like that wouldn't oh, happen yeah. anymore. You know. Yeah, because nowadays the internet does what Ren and Stimpy used to do, or like Beavis and Butthead, because like yeah. they're they're now basically going for like a market that's like who still watch TV, which is the younger demographic, because mm-hmm. those kids will still be watching TV for the foreseeable future because that's what they know. 
Right. And but, then, like, but when, like, I was younger, too, it made more sense when you're talking about advertising that, like, when I was a kid, video games and toys, it was a little easier to kind of throw it all together and not have to, like, they had a market, but they didn't have to worry about the sudden changes and switching the family or this or that because oh, it yeah. was such a wider thing. But, yeah, and it's worth mentioning, like, video games and toys because um, G4... Is obviously a games network and if you were wanting a market or like wanting some uh advertisers for a gaming network you kind of want to have um other other um yeah i'm sorry my family's in the background they're raving about football i guess someone scored a goal <laughs> but yeah as i was saying uh, it's kind of hard to market g4 when you compare it to like all the other networks where like they're generally entertainment networks whereas g4 is more of a niche it's like a geek network i don't understand how sci-fi does it i don't understand how sci-fi gets all the advertisers when they're targeting as like a fan thing but i guess that's because it's like sci-fi is like very well known whereas g4 when it was around it was less um not many people knew about G4 because the cable carriages were, like, very limited for the channel. Mm. Yeah, it's it's weird. Yeah, because, I mean, I, I didn't get it really until, like, I got satellite TV because I was on the East Coast. But if you were, like, closer on the West Coast, you had it on cable, things like that. It's Yeah. You're right. Even now, it's a little bit hard to market because what made G4 special, too, was that Part of it was entertainment, but it was also, at the same time, like a serious gaming news review reputable place. And we're in an area yeah. where it's just mostly that, and and if you have the other content, that's like two separate things. But you're taking a combination of the two, and that's really hard to do the first time around. Oh yeah, definitely. It's hard to market a network that basically primarily targets one nation. I mean... I know Hasbro tried to do a network of its own called The Hub with Discovery, which was like basically a channel to promote their toys. And I guess that it was sort of like a success, but at the moment they were trying to uh, acquire all these other shows like The Animaniacs, Goosebumps, The Haunting Hour. They were trying to um, make themselves feel like they were, weren't just Hasbro, you know? Like that was the main issue that The Hub was having, and I think that was the same issue G4 was having. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, because then they started have to, you know, as as channels, and when it started kind of you know going towards the end there, that's why you had so many cops and cheaters because you had to fill that, you had to you know fill the things with the advertisement and all that, yeah. and that's what yeah. kept the channel alive for as long as it did was that stuff. Even though people like to joke and hate on that stuff, but that's what they. The had thing to is do. though, cops and cheaters basically did save G four. It would yeah. it would bring in an advertiser. Like that's exactly the thing. It. I mean, that's, that's what Sessler said before. I think. I think I remember hearing yeah. him say that. Yeah. Yeah, and it's definitely similar to the hub because the hub definitely was like there was more toy manufacturers and Mattel weren't going to advertise their products on a channel called the hub owned by hasbro a competitor right so there was this issue where like they had to like add all these other shows so that it wouldn't seem like it was just hasbro content you know because it's kind of like the issue where like you want to advertise a specific market but you don't want to alienate the other markets you know right yeah yeah um so but yeah i think i think we went on a tangent there about television no. and like <laughs> No, we went into a whole different direction, but I love it. It's, that's great. It's fine. Um, yeah, I'm kind of like a weird person because I usually like 
when I'm talking about certain things, I usually like to derail and talk about these this other thing. <laughs> I'm weird. Yeah, no, no, it's I, I, you know, I, I'm the king of going on tangents about something, so that I feel ya. Uh, but so to bring it back a little bit though, so you started watching G4, you came across it, and like you said, the, the G4 was off the network, off the air by then. Uh, when I started taking G4 seriously, I'd say yes, it was off the air. But back then, I was like, I was interested in the idea of G4 because I did see, um, I think it was like very young, but I remember seeing clips of like G4 shows, like the Attack of the Show and whatnot. Mm -hmm. I, I never really went on their website, to be honest, because I never thought that, like it was a television network. I always thought that it was like a YouTube channel or something, but. When I discovered that it was a television network, I was surprised and, and kind of jealous that we never had a channel like that over here. Because um, you'll find that there's a lot of uh, fans who um, who like certain things but aren't in like the region to uh, have them, which is weird because like, you've got like fans of like Infinity Train in like, the United Kingdom, for example, who have to watch it through VPN because of stupid contract laws like with Sky who are basically choking HBO Max from launching, but that's beside the point. Um, yeah, I definitely yeah. do remember um, a lot about G4, um, because even though I'd never had it, I was very interested and intrigued about its history, I guess. Like, I was interested in how it was formed, how um, it was made and everything. And, and I'm surprised that... Um, it even came to be because if you think about it networks like that would have never lasted a year not even two years mm -hmm. so if it wasn't for like the tech tv merger then g4 would have died it wouldn't have never have lasted this long yeah that's probably true because again i know you know at the time you had two separate sets of fans and as was we in the earlier episode as uh you know bmop kind of said that you know there was a little bit of a you know, when you bring two fans of two different things together, there's going to be a little bit of collision, and then there was for a little bit there, you know, and things yeah, like that. It's... it's kind of crazy to think about how it turned out and the fact it still it lasted through that, even though it made people upset. Because well, either way, somebody was going to be mad about something. Either way, from either Oh, direction. yeah. I, I mean, I'm, I'm, still, I'm still mad about Disney changing Jetix. <laughs> I'm, I'm still mad about... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Every uh, single time. So, Every so as time. you're going and watching this stuff, what stuff did you watch first? And was there any like shows, whether it was like newer G4 or older G4, that you watch? You're like, oh, this is cool. I like this. Oh well, I think it was definitely. Um, I think I started watching. Uh, like as I said, I was watching Attack of the Show because I started being interested in that. Then I started watching X play because I quite liked uh, Adam Sessler and his reverent uh, attitude. I liked how he was like very sarcastic, very uh, composed most of the time. He was very like you can get angry. Mm -hmm. Obviously, he he can even staple his own nuts, which is like <laughs> one of the parts that I really love. Um, but then I, when I started to look into G four, I was kind of more interested in like the other shows that they had. Like I was interested in like uh, G four TV dot com. There was a uh, I think it was like the electric playground as well. Yeah. Um, trying to think of another show that was on G4. And like, I think it was like Arena because I, I was actually quite interested in Arena because that was like the first time that esports was really on television. Um, I think it was also um, 
trying to think of another show that was on uh, G4 when it was launched. Uh, Pulse. Mm-hmm. I was very interested in Pulse because I found that a gaming news show on like television is kind of like a wild concept because nowadays you see YouTubers like myself doing uh, gaming news shows, which are like basically like stuff that you'd see on like television or like of the quality of television shows, you know? Yeah, yeah. And it surprises me because G4 definitely pioneered the generation of like YouTube reviewers and like YouTube uh, streamers and whatnot. Because I actually think that what G4 done as a network was inspired a lot of uh, creators to go on. Like for example, the Gerard, Gerard the Completionist, who um, I actually knew him from like new, uh, normal boots and like when he collabed with like John Tron and all that. That that's where I first heard of Gerard, and I was surprised to see his introduction into G4 today because I was like. This was like a guy that I watched when he did like stuff with like Cool Spot and like uh, when he completed games. I was I, I was surprised. I was actually surprised. There you go. Yeah, it's, it's interesting to kind of tell you what kind of direction they're moving. In. And again, I've I'd heard of the name, but I never watched any of this stuff. You know, I didn't. Yeah. I wouldn't have known him if I walked by him on the street. But he does have that old school kind of gamer feel to it, and it's a little bit. Different oh yeah, than definitely. Else um, I think it's weird because I have, like, this scenario of, like... Because I feel like G4, they can't just do two shows at once, which is why they did the eSports show. Um, So I'm thinking that G4, as it goes on, they're going to make a lot more shows. Because I know there's, like, a, a an arena reboot, which is a, an unofficial name of the... um, What is it? Uh, uh, Xavier yeah. Woods. Yeah. yeah. The Xavier Woods show. Because... Mm-hmm. We're all saying like it's an arena reboot, but we don't know if it's going to be called arena or right. It's but it's like a spiritual spiritual successor to that in a way. Oh yeah, definitely, because he definitely has the energy to do arena, because he, yeah. he would definitely have the spirit to do an esports show. And it makes sense too, because he does that. Like I, I, when the one time I met him, he was like competing in the Street Fighter tournament. Like that's his thing. That makes oh yeah, sense, of course, right? it's definitely up his realm. I would love to see arena come back to G four, and I feel as if that's what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think of what other new shows that G4 are going to be having because I know that there's um there's the Kit Boga show which I'm actually quite hyped about because I, I actually quite like scammers like when they get scammed and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously I am kind of disappointed and bummed out that um Tommy Tallarico not Tommy uh what's his name the other guy Victor in Electric Lucas? Playground <laughs> Electric Playground Vic something. Victor Lucas or yeah, something. I yeah, can't remember yeah, his name. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I'm kind of ashamed that uh, G4 couldn't come into like an agreement to put Electric Playground on G4 since I know that it was a show that it would definitely suit the reboot. Really, it would. I would love to see him come to an agreement in the future to maybe bring Electric Playground to G4. Yeah, but like I'm not holding my breath uh, for it. Yeah, like even on the stream the other day, somebody asked him about it, and he's still like reiterated it. He's like, right now, it's we can't, we couldn't figure it out right now. But he said, you know, the door is not closed for something down the road. He's just like, oh yeah, definitely. That's right why now. I was. So. That's why I was saying I was hopeful for the future because I was mm-hmm. hoping that at some point he does come up with a contract with G4 and actually does it. I'm just wondering how that works because he's such based in Canada and G4's based here, I guess, unless they do. Uh... Oh, yeah. That, like, I, I do know that uh, Tech TV must have had the electric playground in there yeah. and they kind of bounced it off. Because that's that the thing, well. too, right? Because, like, like you mentioned, 
you you didn't have G4 over there, but like it, well, I didn't even know until I joined, you know, the other Discord or whatever that there was a G4 Canada. Like I didn't know that. I was just knowing. Oh I was yeah. Watching. I thought it was just here in like America, and I was like, oh, I didn't know there was Canadian version of this. Unsurprisingly, the Canadian version lasted longer than the actual American G4. That's what I heard. Yeah. But like, you know, like again, Electric like... Playground though, but it's like that same, there was that other hub of like that kind of content that would sometimes yeah. mix in once in a while, but yeah. See, because I, I like the uh, idea of like a geek-centric network and knowing that there was one uh, in America kind of made me jealous because we never had that. Mm. We never had that in the United Kingdom because it was more of a niche. And I think like there was a channel called Rush which was owned by uh rainbow media who are now amc mm. but i think that had like gaming television show i think i can't remember but it was like very vivid i think i can remember rush for more extreme sports and everything because that was w probably the biggest end for television at the moment it was more like extreme sports was like a very very up ground kind of market on uh television over here because if you were subscribing to like sky you'd see like a lot of extreme sports channels and whatnot which i actually i actually kind of like extreme sports it's kind of like a weird guilty pleasure of mine even though i'm not really into sports but you know i could get that it's weird yeah i mean because we had we had our equivalent app like you know ninja warrior and then you had shows like XQC oh yeah or whatever xqc yeah. which was like takeshi's castle over mm -hmm. here which was narrated by the uh, red dwarf actor uh, craig charles mm -hmm. um i actually do I actually am surprised that uh, Ninja Warrior uh, was on G4 because I know it was on like Challenge, which is like this game show network in the United Kingdom. Yeah, um, yeah it was on G4 for a while. Then once G4 died, he moved it to just regular NBC, which I guess is. I'm I think it was on. It got brought back. To I G4. think it was on the Esquire network as well. It but that been, was probably yeah. that was probably the last G4 show to really stay on the network. Mm -hmm. I know NBC did pick it up for a while, which was pretty good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I am I am hyped for the uh, new Ninja Warrior and the um, the Takeshi's Castle, which is also coming to G four because I actually like those two shows made a uh, challenge for me because I loved the the shows that like had a competitive edge for like the contestants, the ones where like they're just running over like certain rocks or something, mm -hmm. or, like certain big balls like in Wipeout, you know that kind of thing. I, I like game shows. I remember, do you remember to watch, did you ever watch, because uh, I remember this too, I kept meaning to bring this up, I've never brought up to anybody in the Discord about the, uh, the, the sort of spinoff show they did with Ninja Warrior, where Baby and Ultimate Fighter was really big here, and they're like, oh, we're gonna do that with Ninja Warrior, and have you follow around these group of contestants for a season or whatever, as they prepare for Ninja Warrior and try to get on the show. I mean, that's actually quite an interesting idea, making a spin-off for Ninja yeah, Warrior to get on to Ninja Warrior. I don't think it lasted very long, but I remember they did, like, maybe, like, two or three seasons of that, I think. I can't remember what the yeah. hell the name of it was, but it was, like, in the later half of G4. Oh, yeah, definitely. Because they did, um, like, it's... That was when they were doing stuff, which I it was, like, with Zeph and Science, uh, uh, the one with Chobot and... Was it Brian Davis and all that? When they were trying all different weird stuff like that, too. Oh yeah, G four were trying to like do a whole bunch of different ideas to like try and keep in within the geek realm. I know there was like a one show called The Proving Ground. Yeah, R.I.P. Yeah. One of the hosts. Yeah, yeah, that, that was the one I was with Show by Grant. Yeah, 
Yeah, because um, that was actually kind of like a cool concept. Because that was probably the last time G4 ever made something original that was geek oriented. And then the next few years of G4 would just be like Attack of the Show and like X Play. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of feel sad that uh, G4 kind of went through a downhill slope. Because if you ask me, they should have stayed in the geek realm and actually got like shows like Star Trek and like. Because G4 did have Star Trek, mind you. They and did. they had like stuff but i kind of wish that they had like a tie-in with like sci-fi instead of like e and like style because yeah if they put if they put g4 in the same realm as sci-fi i bet it would have survived a lot longer because it would have had the same blood as sci-fi yeah i was just like you know that's what they it was like they were all under the same roof as e and all of them too you know they're all in the same offices yeah. for a while it's just but the thing is though they moved they moved g4 to the e offices or like the e studios so it was like kind of weird because like Whereas E's like quite a serious, quite a gossip kind of network, and then you got G four doing like fucking like boshes and stuff, like jumping into fucking pies and whatnot. <laughs> and it's like right. well, that's not suited for like E, because E and Style are like very corporate networks in my eyes. They're like right. very. You didn't see was... any like you might have saw like an advertisement for one or the other here or there, but there was never like any real like major crossover. I don't think. Of anything like no, that. there was never an. I think the only crossover was like Web Soup, which was also a show on like E. Right. I think. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, because Web Soup, well, the regular Soup show was on E, and then Web Soup was on G Four. So I guess they got away with spinning that off because of that. Yeah, they got away with spinning it off because it was their Geek Realm mm-hmm. channel. Right. But then the the soup was on for a while, then that kind of died, and web soup kind of lasted till then there for a bit too, and then it yeah. Died, but... I was surprised that there was like another show from like Attack of the Show and X Play because I thought that come two thousand seven two thousand eight it was only two shows X Play and Attack of the Show, and I didn't realize there was like another one that was like still thriving on G four. Yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah. it, it was like 2002, 2008 was like kind of when it was like right at the end of its like prime. It, to me, to like for me, it started kind of like twenty ten and twenty eleven was okay. Yeah, I'd I say twenty twelve really, really was like the last prominent year yeah, of G four being like, like twenty eleven uh, twenty twelve is where all kind of was just a little bit. It went wrong. downhill. Yeah. yeah. And it's, um, yeah, go ahead. There's some irony about G4 having the slogan TV that's plugged in. Because uh, when they merged with t- uh, Tech TV, they had like the plug logo. Yep, yep. <laughs> and like, I'm like, well, if you're plugged in, then you should be doing tech reviews and everything, not licking the fucking cell phones. And I remember, and they, I mean, of course, like the orange is part of the thing, but like, even before they had like the G4 cool hip logo they had like that weird combo logo they're just like this is ugly <laughs> oh yeah it looks so like two two i think morgan webb called it that it was like two the, the logos kissing because <laughs> it looked like lips <laughs> they were kissing each other oh man Wait, i i like the original g4 logo because it was actually like it looked like uh the uh older generation because it, it made sense because you were you had like starcade and mm-hmm. like certain shows of like 80s quality you had those kind of shows that honestly i think g4 should have stuck with that logo and actually as if if they were rebooting g4 they should go with that logo but i know that the more iconic one is the graffiti one yeah 
because that's the one that most people know about and if you use the old g4 logo people would be like what the hell what, what's this g4 mm-hmm. you know they'd be, they'd be even more confused than them knowing the uh old their logo which is like the graffiti one right and unless they decided to do like a block where they show old content then they can use the logo for that that'd be kind of cool oh yeah i, I kind of do have expectations that g4 are going to be using a lot of their archive content because mm-hmm. at the moment they've only got like two shows and i i would like i would appreciate if they actually went into the archive and actually got a whole bunch of the old g4 shows because again those kind of shows are in like their highest quality i feel they're in like the oldest kind of archive because i know that back in 2012 2014 they were only showing like older episodes of x play and like stuff like that right and all we got is i mean we got ha- we have you know we got the spooey you know we got a few community members that are keeping oh, track yeah, of the archives yeah. but you know even then some of the stuff they got is just off their vhs and they you know they put up the best version they can but it'd be nice to not have like a you know like a as clear version as we could you know Oh yeah, and I actually quite liked when uh, X Play was on Tech TV because the graphics accommodated that. They had yeah. like the bump for like the Tech TV logo. As yeah, well. and then that even like cool. as Beamop was saying, he's got that Dream Four Rewind on Twitch now that just constantly shows stuff, and it's showing it. But uh, like some of the episodes, I'm like, yeah, this definitely looks a little rough, you know. But it's, oh like, yeah, it's definitely. I, I do kind of wish that if they do bring back G Four Rewind, they should bring Beamop in. Because he was the one yeah. who made before Rewind. Yeah, that'd be awesome if they did. They should. Because uh... I know I know that even when G4 Rewind was a thing on G4, they actually had uh, uh, Nux Sonk, mm-hmm. as they called him, on uh, G4 Rewind. Yeah, they misspelled his name. So it was That's like Nux so Sonk. And then, they, and then he was doing that. Then he got brought in because of the iPhone thing or whatever he was telling us on the, uh, his episode. Yeah, he, brought, he got brought into like a, <laughs> a set. And I think there was like also the... Uh, because when when he was in the show like when a guest was in the show and you hear the backstory you can tell that the studio was like smaller than it actually was because mm-hmm. yeah. the way it was was like their sets did not have seating whereas with web soup they had like bloody seating look lucky them <laughs> yeah 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 it's crazy when you go back on it just see how small it is and it just makes you wonder like i mean we had they have the beach house you can get a vibe of how big it is that's not a huge place either but just to, oh yeah no but no, like how how big is this new office studio gonna be is i think that they're still making the set because i think like you could see like there was like a back lot and there was like a giant lcd screen yeah yeah they're i think still like when they were when they were in like the i think it was like when they were co-streaming like miskiff you could see like a giant lcd screen mm-hmm. so i think that's part of one of the sets because because of that stream, you could see a better view of how big the the place was. Whereas in the G four streams, you can see that it's kind of small, like not really um big. They're not really showing anything that's like significant. Like, I like the setup that they have for like the new G four streams. Like they've got like the ATN sort of like segments now, which I kind of feel is like them going back to the roots, like going back to like the attack of the show kind of thing. Hmm. Um. So I'll I'm gonna wrap this up uh, here. Ask you one more thing. Uh, so we've talked about stuff that they've done before, though. Is there something that they haven't done before that you want to see, like a type of show or something that should get covered or topics talked about or things like that that they haven't ever done? Um. Well, that's kind of like a tough question for me because I feel as if G4 has done everything they could in the geek realm. Like they've done 
um they've done stuff on like comics they've done stuff on like movies and everything i guess it's more that they should do stuff for like card games and whatnot like maybe like tournaments of like D and like obviously i'm glad they're doing D because i was watching a video on like good flicks good bad flicks you know the guy who did the history of g4 he mentioned how G4 should do like a D&D dungeon night. And surprisingly, I feel like that's actually happened. Like they've actually done that. So I kind of wish that G4 did stuff that is still within the geek realm, but not like primarily gaming. Because G4 is a gaming network, but having it as like a wide variety of geek projects or geek games would actually help the network a lot more. Because, you know, you're not just doing gaming. You're doing a whole variety of markets, and that could easily help G4's growth, in my opinion. Hmm. Well said. Well said. Alrighty, guys. So I'm I'm gonna wrap up the episode there. Uh, this 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 was a good episode. I'll have, we'll have to get you back on again down the road once G4 launches and all that, because I want. Oh yeah. Definitely, definitely know your yeah. thoughts. Uh, for sure. Uh. Alan, so where can people find you? You say you make your content yourself. Uh, where, where can people find you on socials or on the YouTubes? Right, so I am i don't really post content on my main channel as often as I used to because I find that doing that, uh, I'm not really a fan of that anymore. Mm -hmm. But at the moment, I'm currently doing stuff on a channel called IOX. That's I-O-X, not, you know, LOX as it's usually spelled because, you know, Mm -hmm. capital l one yeah yeah so my my channel is called lock on that's me saying it <laughs> no but uh if you search up iox tv on youtube you can guarantee that my channel or like iox will appear so that's my channel of like it's not necessarily just me but a bunch of creators i think of it like machinima so it's like but... a, you're part of a sort of a network not like an actual network network but sort of a network like a hub yeah, like a hub. That's kind of like what I what I want to advertise IOX as. It's like more like more like a hub than it is a network. Okay. Because I see that many people are like comparing IOX to Machinima, and while they're not wrong in terms, because Machinima was like a multi-creator channel, mm -hmm. IOX is mostly just a hub. But yeah, you can see like there's like the social media links. Like there's a Discord. There's like a Twitter. Obviously, I want to promote that a lot more. Obviously, if you like me. I do have my Twitter at Alan Buzzy. Obviously, you can see some of my art. I, I, I draw sometimes as well, so there's that too. Hmm. Um, I don't think there's much else I could promote at the moment because I do, I do a wide variety of content, hmm. not only in iOx but on my uh, social media accounts as well. So. Oh man, that's awesome! Uh, thanks again uh, for being on this episode. Again, you're one of those like. I always know you're here, but again, your your time frame and schedule is a little bit different <laughs> from oh, yeah, a lot of I'm us. Like a so, different country, yeah. Yeah, so sometimes you're a little bit uh, either ahead of the game or behind the game, depending on what's going on. So it's good to actually spend some time with you and talk to you for a little bit, you know? And uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like hearing your Scottish accent, you'd rather hear that than hear me uh, yammering on. So I appreciate it. Um, I mean, it kind of is a bit refreshing to hear this kind of accent compared yeah. to like any other American accent, which is weird because oh, like, yeah, it's I, not really the market. <laughs> no yeah. one expects me to come in and talk about G four. And that's another thing too. Yeah. It's like your I don't know what it is about the your, the Scottish voice, but like your voice always sounds like deeper. So you always sound like you're. I, you could be 22 for all I know, and I, I could 22. Know. But by yeah. your voice, because like for 17, I was like, dang, I wish my voice sounded like that when I was 17. That deep. Oh yeah, dang. definitely, yeah, definitely. <laughs>
That's awesome. All right, guys. Well, thank you for listening. I will see you on the next episode of the panel room. Be sure to check out as well. Just start a movie podcast as well with EX13, where we uh, uh, review new movies that come out each week. It uh, comes out around every Monday. And in the meantime, guys, uh, see you on the next one.